On this week's show, we speak to Adrian Rash from Walker. Adrian is the National Sales Manager for UK and Ireland, and he's spent 30 years in the wood finishing industry. We speak all things water-based lacquer, oils, and everything in between. If you enjoy the show, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for inviting us, Tom. No, no problem at all. So I want to dive just straight in, and I know we're gonna we're gonna look at water-based lacquers, but sort of straight away, we've met a couple of times over the years and spoke on the phone. But for for the listeners, um, who's who is Adrian Rash and who is Walker? For the years now, I've um, dealt with the suppliers of uh, water-based finishes oils in the market with other other companies. Um, that, that goes back down to even like uh, Yonkers, Morels, um, them sort of companies. So that's 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 what I've done for the last thirty plus years now. Right, um, yeah, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, absolutely long time. But uh, now, now, now we're welcome um, yeah. with the idea of. Uh, um, as they've done in the European market, they 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 launched uh, a brand new um, uh, water-based products out there some time ago. Um, went very successful, and in Denmark as well. And it was time for the UK. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, how did you originally get started in the in the uh, flooring industry? Where did or where did you start? Or what were you doing? Um, I, when I left school, I, I started as a trainee French polisher. Um, for a, a, a London company that moved to local to me, and then um, was trained up in that. So I've been sort of dealing with wood finishing products for for some from day dot really, and then then eventually got through into the um, a wood flooring supplier with the um, with, with the idea of selling their their range of lacquers. Then yeah, so yeah, whole career. Okay, love it. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, yeah, literally from day one. Yeah, it's right the way through. So um, it was a, a trainee, say French polisher, then a sprayer for furniture, then um, run um, production lines, um, producing furniture, then went on to wood flooring, etc. So yeah, this is where I am today, and still, still doing the same sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's uh, so for my contracting days, which seemed to be a long time ago, but see, with with your career history, it doesn't seem that long ago. When I'm thinking, probably ten years ago, um, I associated Walker with oils. So if you said Walker, it was oils, and um, I remember them being relatively easy to use, but different to others. So they always, I didn't know the chemical formulas of why they were different, but the end result tended to be better. So. So you applied them different, but um, we always got a good result with them. So that's my yeah. my take was if you wanted a certain colour or a certain finish and let's say a normal, like someone that you didn't use, uh, like we weren't using them all the time, if I'm honest, but if there was a colour we couldn't achieve with other competitors, we'd think, right, well, can Walker do it? So that's, that's all I know. Um, yeah. But if you could explain to me the, the bits in between, um, that, <laughs> that would... Uh, possibly give other people an idea of what's out there yeah absolutely yeah i totally agree i mean that's the first thing that when i joined work at um nearly two and a half years ago when i, I approached customers then they said that we we know 
um, work at oils, the maintenance products. Um, we didn't know you'd done a lack of range either. Until yeah. then, we didn't. They didn't. They they solely concentrated on the oils and maintenance products. And and to be honest with you, it is probably top of the tree regarding the oils and maintenance. You know, people use them, say absolutely fantastic products. So when they produced a, a lack of range, I knew that they would produce something with high quality as well. And exactly what they've done. Yeah. You know, they if they, if they can't achieve um the best they can and that's, that's by outsourcing the ingredients or or signing up with unique um ingredients only that Walker can buy then they wouldn't have done it so right. i knew that when you when uh, you know this will go side by side with all the rest of the products they produce um you know we we also have exterior finishes and we have uv finishes for um production lines so all of them I've seen were absolutely fantastic, you know. So yeah, we've moved. They've moved on. Um, they've got the lacquer range. It's, it is in the UK. It's done very well across Europe. Um, very competitive against all the main brands, and um, we've priced it such now that in the UK it's, uh, it's a good price. Um, you get a very good quality product. Um, it's never given me any problems in the two and a half years I've been there. So yeah. it's something. Something must be right somewhere. How long's the the lacquer been out? Is that since since you started? Was it a new thing there? Was that the the, the initiation of you you coming on of uh, to to drive the lacquer? Have they had it a while, but not really pushed it? Yeah, basically, they they had. I've had the lacquer for um, a few years now. So mainly it was across Europe. Um, they did launch a little bit sometime back in the UK on a on a different. Um, a different name. It didn't go quite so well, so they re redone everything, um, rebranded it, and that was my my um, remit to come into into Orca and introduce the brand back into the UK, yeah. and that's that's exactly what we've been doing, and um, it's it's been going very very well. It really has, you know. We 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 set our target, and and up until now, it's we beat them targets every month, every year. Brilliant. And if I was I was playing devil advocate again, trying to go back to my contracting days, we chose yeah. a, a 2K lacquer depending on the um, situation. So let's say if it was sports, it would be a certain lacquer. If it was a nightclub, we'd possibly go with a different lacquer. And then if we had a high-end residential where we just had to use the best, we, we'd use a different manufacturer. So we wouldn't kind of stick in the same lacquer but um so, so to speak but what but we use them for that different and different applications and drying times and for their environment why where do you think the let's say the domestic and the 2k lacquer sits with with yours would you say they're first everything or have you got sports or if you can just explain um you know, is that the right way we, I used to do it, or have you got a, a different solution for for the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they produced a range that would just about cover every um, situation you could be in. So they didn't just bring out a two K or one one K and and just one primer to try and fit everything because we know that's that never does work. So you have to have you know, products for certain certain environments or if it's sport, yeah, we've got a sport lacquer. Commercial lacquer is exactly the same. We've got that. Um, when we go down to domestic, we've got the 1K. 
Um, and, and to date, we've got a 1K that is the fastest drying product. Um, that, that, although people can and they will do it, um, free coats in one day, but we actually state that in our data sheet on, that, on one of the World Cup um, single pack QP, it's called. It's um, very, very fast drying, probably unique to, to World Cup. So that's, that's good for that side. Then we probably go right up to the top of the tree where, um, again, we've got another unique product called RD, and that is for extreme traffic. So where we've got our commercial, that competes against most other 2K products out there um, for durability. But we then produced a next level up, which is is basically for extreme traffic. It's very, very hard, hard wearing. Um, it comes with an anti-slip properties on a smooth finish, so it's perfect for restaurants, that sort of thing. And what we also introduced with this product, as we hope to do in the future, is it comes with a, a pure hardener. It's got it's, um, zero chemicals. Right. So, yeah. so it's very, very environmentally friendly. It's, it's like a future product. That's what we're hoping to do across the board. Um, we've done it with one other product. Um, it's basically take out the chemicals. But, um, yeah, so we've got a range that goes from domestic to sports, commercial to extreme um, primers as well. We've, we've got uh, both water and solvent-based um, to, to achieve the, the right colour right away through. And do you think the solvent-based primers will eventually be go? Because, I mean, they've been around years and they've got the place. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be stuff that... Are we going to still be able to get hold of them? Do you think, or are we going to try and hang on to it as as long as we can? Yeah, yeah, it's one of them ones. I mean, under the well, we originally under the EU regulations. I mean, primers are um, sort of slightly out of that regulations, where they're not classed as a film forming or or a lacquer, so they're, they're out of scope, which is a bit strange actually. But however, saying that, there was always going to be problematic flaws, you know. Um, ones that ones that are oily timbers, or or even you know maybe contaminants that sort of thing. Where if you poured a water base straight onto it, it, it wouldn't be very happy. It might separate, or it might not adhere, or anything like that. So at the moment, um, we do sell more water based primer, yeah, and over the solvent. But there's always going to be situations where you have an oily timber that you probably would best to use um, the solvent based on. It is what it is, you know. If we tried to say we have only have water based, and I think we have more probably more issues in the future if we took it away. Yeah, yeah. No. And have you got the um, a sort of oil that you can apply first, and then your water based one k and two go go over the top because that's that seems to be a, a yeah thing that brought out. You've got those as well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It, that's that's another option, you know. When if we do go away and, and solvent-based primers do have to have to be taken out of the system, we do have one. It's the uh, the master oil range. It comes in clear and many other colours, so you can apply that first. But then you have to wait some time for it to dry. Yeah, um, that's overnight. the only issue. But it is possible. Yeah, yeah really overnight. Yeah, yeah, that's that is the thing. But going back to the solvent-based primers, they're thirty-minute drying times. So you can understand that if you're on site and you want it done quick, that is one, yeah. one good option to use. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've seen uh, in my uh, current findings, I have seen a few contractors that have uh, sort of uh, putting the oil on and then waiting overnight to put a lacquer on. And I'm like, well, well, 
do you not want to use a solvent primer? And it's like, well, what? Yeah. I've never used it. And I'm like, well, and they've come <laughs> from the oil background. I'm thinking, well, no, you can do that if you want in colours, but clear, yeah, it can be done that way. But why, why not just use a solvent primer? You're going to get a similar colour. So I get that as well, yeah. but it's obviously yeah. it can be a plan B. Um, and um, what do you think is going to be new for next year? What what do you think's coming? Because Lacquer, I feel, has just stayed a bit stagnant. I mean, there's been a, a couple of manufacturers have done some big claims and then let's say they've not worked as well as they'd hoped, um, which mm. sort of uh, interacted the market, but but that, that's cut that's been and gone. And but no one else has really come out with something that's blown your socks. I mean, I, I know the drying time sounds sounds a good thing, but I mean there's uh, that you can do that under but do you think is there anything else you know of that you can let us know that's coming out next year or the year yeah. after that it's going to be like right well this is different yeah i think we've probably done it um already for starting next year and that's the um, the walker invisible products there there just seems to be the the go-to products at the moment where you know customers are seeing their floor being sanded and they say can you keep it that colour. Yeah. Um, as soon as they put a lacquer on, it changes it, no matter what you try and do. It, and, you know, you, you go, you know, like on oak, you go like a yellowy brown colour. They're not keen on that. So we was always asked, you know, can we get that pure, invisible look? And again, we we, we tried um, a little while back. Um, we more or less got it. Yeah. And then we changed that, that hardener to the much more pure hardener with no solvent. And we've achieved it. Right. You can get... You can achieve basically a full invisible look with the Walker Invisible Lacquer. Absolutely spot on. You know, it, 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 clients are actually saying, have you finished the floor yet? And they put three coats of invisible lacquer on it. Right. And it looks, looks that good. So this is where we're seeing a lot of things going. We, we also have an invisible oil system. Again, it's a, a primer coat and, and a top coat, but looks fantastic. So... But we're seeing more and more clients go down that route of seeing their floors looking completely bare, um, but with a finish on it. Um, and have you got any yes. coloured lacquers coming out? That's, I mean, loads of people are trying it, and it's you know I've, I've even seen people drop you know a touch of morels into water base just to try and. Uh, is that something on the cards for Walker? That are, are we ever going to see? Well, from anyone, uh, a coloured lacquer that is. I'm going to probably use, yeah, uh, easy to apply uh, because, you know, they do work. I've used some coloured lacquers, um, but do you think there's, I know you can get white additives again, but you've still got to be careful with them. Um, what, what's your opinion on the, on a, on a touch of colour uh, to cut yeah. out the process? It's, it's a, it's a difficult one. I can see the reasons behind it. Um, I've never always been that keen having a colour in any any primer or lacquer. And the reason being, it's, it's quite difficult to apply. You have to get a very, very even finish across the floor. And when you've got corners, et cetera, you, you know, you're, you're brushing in on the corners. It's not going to look the same. And the, the biggest issue I also see is if you, if you damage it, if you drag a table across it and you scratch it and you're back down to the bare timber, you're going to see a mighty scratch for an under with the underlying wood showing through. So for them reasons, we've never, never gone that route. We would prefer to um, color the floor first. That is maybe with um, the, the master oil color 
where you yeah. can mix and match something there. That gives you a nice, even look across it because you're buffing it in, then finish it off with lacquer. I think that's where contractors will feel more, a bit more safer with. Um, something that probably wouldn't necessarily go wrong um, mm-hmm. other than, say, the, the, the coloured lacquers. No, I, I don't see, is there, is there any real future for that one now? No, no, it's, uh, it seems to be very fine. I think if you get it to work, it's brilliant, but I think it's when yeah. when and if. And they do work, I've used them, but again, you get a one job and yeah. you'd be like, you turn up, think, well, no, traditional brush stain and then lacquer yeah. over the top of swing, you know, it's, uh, as I said, yeah. and then you've got the chance of no callbacks with the, with the scratching. I, I um, think, yeah, mm, makes no, perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, we, we as well as a, as a, as a the company, I think we've got the, the brand of products really good. Um, are we missing anything at the moment? I would say no. We've probably got every solution possible out there. So so what our concentration is now is to look at the environmental effect of anything. Um, we started to launch the 50% recycled plastic containers. Um, a lot of the products will have the pure um, hardener, which has got no solvent. And launching next year the diamond oil active which we have which is a one coat um, oil system which will be solvent free right. so it, it's more that we're going down yeah and if you had to do a domestic or a sports floor on a, either walker or you answering it yourself uh would you be t-barring it or would you be rolling it because that's always another open comment that i've got friends that will t-bar mm. everything and like no matter what, and then I've got other yeah. uh, contractor friends that would not entertain and put a roll in. It seems to be some of the old school boys love the T bars, but again, what's your what's your take? If you have to come and do a job with someone, where where would you be? Um, what would you be getting out of the van? Yeah, I think on on domestic, I think I think ninety nine point nine percent of that will be done with a roller, um, just because the pure size of the <clears throat> of the floor. Um, when you get into larger areas. Um, village halls and you can go to an 18 inch, 18 inch T-bar type um, or roller yeah. um, then you go up to the bigger ones um, again you have a bigger roller or a bigger bigger pad coat or, or a T-bar as you call it um, for us it, it, it's down to customers we wouldn't push either way I say right. to customers how do you apply it they said we always do it this way I said that's absolutely fine you know we've got no problem with that um, the only thing we will we always do say that all our products are tested with a roller. Okay. Um, you find across Europe, um, even Germany and say in Denmark, they don't recognise T bars. They just they don't. It's something they don't have. Um, everything is a roller application. So it's U- UK are quite unique in in the way that we use a lot of T bar or pads um, plus rollers. It's not one set rule for for everybody it's down to the individual i mean if you're doing two thousand square meter sports or pad coat yeah. comes into it much quicker yeah. and easy to apply we have we have seen over the years um if you've got a sports hall that's really opened up um it's got a lot of gaps in it um if, if they're solid or or engineered it doesn't matter with a pad coat you have more of a tendency to push the lacquer into the joints more which you then you could it can have an effect of bonding the boards together more so than a roller. So it has to be sort of looked on if it's, if it's very much opened up, you could put a lot more lacquer down into the joint, then you can have a gluing effect. 
but we don't see it so much now. Um, used to see that a lot many, many years ago. Um, I think the air conditioning and the ventilation of sports halls are much better now, so you don't get that massive movement as, no, you, no. as you did then. So you don't see so much of it, but it is always a possibility. But I, I've got no rule for no. I, I, I say you'd customer, you, you, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to change just to use our lacquer. If you want to use a roller, fine. If you want to use a pad, absolutely fine. You know, no issues at all. So with your new, I don't know if it's new, but the, the system that three quarts can go on in a day, when I've done demos myself um, for manufacturers, uh, we're taught to, when we're demoing it for clients, um, put it, you know, really put a good quantity of product on. Um, so sort of roll it one way, roll it the other way. Um, different manufacturers have advisors in different ways, but predominantly it's put a decent coat on. But in the real world, when you sat at four o'clock, in Mrs. Jones's house and you want to get home for your kids, you, you know, you still want to put three quarts on, but if you can put it on that little bit thinner, um, it'll dry faster. And then you could put a really thick coat on at the end and then leave it to dry. How does that work with your three quarts a day? Are you advising it in a certain consistency? Or are you with others that it has to be, you know, I know it's going to add protection, but the, the thicker the coat, the longer it's going to take to dry. Um, However, it's not lacquer connected, but I did use a, a DPM the other week um, that you have to put on exceedingly thick, very similar to lacquer, but it's guaranteed yeah. to dry in an hour. And that surprised me because you could put it on as thick as you want and it still dried. It wasn't two pack, it was single pack. But mm. so your three quarts in a day, how are you advising these three quarts to put on? Put on? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's nothing special about it. It's, it's uh, a... A normal lacquer application, normally with a roller because it's normally domestic. Um, so what we're asking contractors to do is is to do it the same way they normally would do it with their existing products. Um, I would say to them that it will dry a lot quicker, a lot faster. Um, they're all coming back to me and saying, "Yeah, absolutely, it's remarkably quicker. It's 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 made a massive change to them." So you, you apply it as anything else, the same way, same amount of um, uh, 10 square metres per litre each coat. And, and yeah, that's it. It's just, it's just very, very fast drying. Because it's a free coat system, the first coat acts as a primer. Right. So you haven't got to worry about a separate primer at all, unless you wanted to put in the, the, um, the Walker multi-primer, which is the, the um, solvent base down first. Um, yeah. Then again, that's the... Uh, that's a 30 minute drying time then you can you can whack on uh, the two if not three coats of the QP still in the same time time frame but yeah they're you know nothing's nothing's they're not changing any application method they're just noticing yeah we can see your product does dry as you say it's very very fast and and the overall finish even though it's very fast it's very smooth it levels out really well um, so that's that is helped a lot of people out especially on domestic jobs you can get it sanded early and get your first coat in the morning you can finish body afternoon easily yeah instead of going back the next day yeah and i'm assuming is that is it because if we're not using hardness um or we're not modifying site conditions with big fans is that just down to the chemicals or the the makeup of the lacquer um because again i was speaking with someone the other day and a rep had sent him some lacquer said it's the best thing in the world it's this and then he was still sat on a job at half past seven on a night. And he's like, 
Um, I mean, it wasn't, in my opinion, a, a, a prominent brand, let's say, but it was. Um, but he tried it, but he still sat there at seven o'clock at night and an hour and 25 minutes later, it hadn't dried. Um, yeah. So putting that in comparison to yours, what's making a single pack lacquer dry um, that would make another one not excluding the, the site conditions and not having a hard like is it is it just the chemicals or, or what what's what what how is it dry if that's yeah, it. it's, it's a, yeah yeah i can understand it yeah i mean what, what makes ours any different I, I i honestly believe you know um when worker went out to source um the the resins and the chemicals to make these they're the most and they are now the most up up-to-date products you can purchase and where I suppose existing manufacturers are still producing products that probably 10, 20 year old formulations. So we've got systems that are new and available to us. Some of these resins are um, solely ours, you know, the contract is in so no one else can buy them. But a lot of this is down to the, the chemicals and the resins. They've designed it to do exactly that. You know, the chemist was asked um, some time back to produce a very, very fast drying 1K product, and that's what they've done. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's noticeable. Contractors notice it straight away. And, you know, I'm transparent with every contractor. I, I don't say to, to them, look, this is going to be the fastest one. If it isn't, I know it is. Yeah. So for the, other, the, the poor guy who said he, he's been sold something and he's used it and it doesn't happen, he would never buy from that manufacturer ever again, would he? No, I think that's the thing. I think it was, you know, it was it was sold on the basis that it's cheap, it's this, it's that. And he was like, yeah. well, that's not good when, you know, when I could have put my normal desired lacquer on in it and I can, with a bit of t- tweaking, I can get it to dry in 50 minutes type of thing. And I'm sat here nearly twice that. And I've still got fans and other bits that people use. And he was just, again, I think it was just, uh, he just took the risk of, I'll just try this lacquer. But it was just interesting that you you, you got the quick dry. And then I heard the other day that uh, someone else has sat there while we're all sat watching telly that you, it, this lacquer hadn't dried. I mean, I th- he said the final result was okay, but three quarter, an hour and a half to two hours is like, it's it's nearly yeah. a full day's work rather than half a day. So it's time it, is money. This is, this is- yeah, this is a problem. I mean, we, we find it in this industry and it, it, it does come down to sometimes the, the manager of each manufacturer, how they sell their product because, you know, you can sell it. Yeah, it's the best thing to do. It's sliced bread. It's, it does this and does that. But if it doesn't, then the contractor will say, it, it didn't say what you said it was going to do. And, you know, they lost their confidence in it. And this does happen a lot. You know, it happens a lot. And, you know, I tried to advise basically on each product look, it will do this this and this and if they say can it do that and then i say no it doesn't then they know the whole the whole story of the product but in the end of the day but yeah it does happen a lot it does happen a lot okay what i think we'll do is uh, i'm going to go into a little bit of a quick fire round um if you can keep the answers if you can to sort of 10 seconds and below and any that you don't want to answer just say pass um and we're not gonna uh, there won't be any <laughs> personal question but it's just a bit of fun uh, that i ask everyone um but yeah we just again it's uh, so um worst bit of advice you've ever received <laughs> oh dear 
probably going back to the school when I was leaving the school, you know, um, head teachers, I think everybody's had it, you know, you're never going to do anything and you know, that sort of thing, but just proven wrong. That, that's a uh, perfect to go into it. If you could start your career again as the 16 year old Adrian, what, what do you think if you had to choose your career path, where would you have gone? Um, I still think the same. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with what I've done over the years. Absolutely. Other yeah. than that, yeah, I'm quite happy. With, yeah. And what would be, let's have a look at the uh, different bits. Worst, this can be slightly longer. Worst cock up or worst job you've ever seen in your career? Apart from bad standing. Um, it probably wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen some bad standing jobs, but I think the worst ever one, it was an installation job where they actually fitted the floor upside down. Oh, brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I did see a job in uh, in Newcastle where the client fitted the flooring upside down deliberately because they wanted the uh, markings and the beveling on blocks deliberately. So, right. And they were also, uh, interestingly, instructed to 120 mesh it just to take the footprints off and then put a black stain over the top. That's it. They were not allowed to use any for to take any markings and it was a black stain with a commercial lacquer over the top. So they fitted upside down. Then it was simply a 120 mesh to take footprints. And that was it. That was the brief. And the client was very happy with the final results. So it's not Mm. unknown. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's another story. yeah, I just trying, let's just come back quickly on that one. I was talking to contractor yesterday where the, some of the floors he's been seeing have been sanded so badly, but then, then applying just one coat of lacquer on it, leaving it. So uh, yeah, I think it happens, mate. I think and the other one that we used to get uh, was, can you, can you just sand the floorboards a little bit? You know, we want to keep the patina, but just just sand them with the belt sander that, just, just a little bit. And it's like, no. Like, are you, are you, are you sandy or don't? Um, yeah. yeah. Let's have a look. If you won £10 million tonight, what would you spend it on? Uh, a villa in Ibiza. Um, enough spending money for the next so many years and give the rest back, give the rest of the family. Brilliant. And the last one. I'm going to go completely off subject, but it's in there. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Do you know, it's a strange one, but I think probably people will go to this one. Sunday Sunday morning breakfast, the proper, proper breakfast. Yeah, the proper English breakfast, Sunday morning. Ah, uh, Only on a Sunday. It's a full English. I I nearly thought you were going to say a Sunday lunch. On the last podcast, we had Sunday lunch. Uh, so now we've got Sunday breakfast. So it's <laughs> it's that day, isn't it? It's that Sunday. It's the day after Saturday, and it's that Sunday chill out day, isn't it? And yeah, Sunday breakfast and a couple of beers at the pub. Yeah, perfect. Brilliant, brilliant. So when you win the lottery, we know where you're going to be on on a Sunday in Ibiza, uh, <laughs> yeah, down at the Red absolutely. Line. <laughs> yeah, it's something I couldn't do every day, but yeah, I look forward to it. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, we, we do it ourselves, obviously. We don't go out, but we do it. And it's it's we both look forward to it. It's one of them treats for the week. So, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 
And so, uh, more commercially, where do the listeners um, buy the lacquer? So, do you, uh, can you explain within reason, like the the distribution networks? Do we have to buy it through main distributors? Yeah. Can we buy them direct? Can we buy pallets? How, if someone phoned you and said, "Adrian, I, I want fifty bottles," what's the process there? So I can understand that because everyone's different. Yeah, no, I understand. No, I understand. Um, we've got um, two main distributors, one in um, Southern Ireland, in Cork, which distributes for, for, for Ireland and Northern Ireland. And in the UK, for the lacquers only, we have um, Havewoods Accessories up in Preston yeah. and also supports uh, their new branch, just opened down in Guildford, um, where they've got full stock um of, of the, the range which again you can buy one up to a hundred and the more you buy the better discount um you, you achieve so yeah they're, they're fully behind it they're, they're doing a great job um but yeah and it's available sort of next next day delivery or by the trade counter yeah brilliant so everything pretty much unless you're in ireland um through Havwoods um and Big contractors can they get direct accounts, or is it is that not is that not in the question? Like, as it no, it- I think no. We 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 we've done this some years ago, and sometimes when you have direct contractors, it conflicts because you're trying to get distribution behind the brand, and, and if you're going to deal directly with contractors, it doesn't go down well for them. So, no, um, Havels have it um, exclusive, yeah. and they deal with all of, all the customers here, which. Again, it does seem to be going right, and big contract is by by a bulk each time, um, so it works very well. They're quite happy, and they know they get it next day. And and also, what we have at the moment is um, any direct customers still have to pay like import duty, which some people don't would uh, not aware of at the moment, which is a standard for us, like fifty pound for each order. Um, right. Some companies are charged a bit more. So and you've got all the paperwork, it's got to be sorted out. You've got to be um, that registered or with an ORI number. You know, it's very, very complicated. Now we're out the out of um, the EU. So, you know, with have was doing all that on behalf of bringing a the product in, then distributing it out here makes life a lot easier. Perfect. Well, on that, I'm just assuming. Have you have you had any major stock issues just before we finish? Is that are we are we good on stock in the UK? Are we um, or are you a little bit light on any products? Or, I know no, some... pretty good. Um, now we keep um, regularly contact with Halfwoods. Um, we just um, placed another large order this week and just added to that, and we just keep an eye on stock. But we've never run out of anything. Um, with supply to us, we've we, we've never run out anything to the manufacturing side either so yeah stocks are always good they're always there and um, we can get caught out with low stock sometimes but we can pretty much turn it around pretty quickly and get get stock into them but we'll ne- never let a customer down never never fab well i think that brings us pretty much to a close um but where can we find you adrian and what what would would we um well for the contracting guys or for or even just someone wanting a trial uh, obviously, we can con- you could contact Havwoods to buy the stuff, but um, if they want to reach out to you for some more information, how how do we find you? Yeah, yeah, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn, um, I'm on Insta as well. A quick search around, even on Google, should should bring up my details. Then, but all my details is on the Vodka, um Denmark website as well, so you can reach me through there. 
and mobile, etc. As for samples, yeah, we've, we've done a great job of sampling. If someone wants to just try one unit out, talk to me what 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 you require out of the, the product, you know, what is your needs, and we can work something out. If it's more larger jobs, we can do something like a 50% off the first order, just so you can, you know, do a bigger job if need be and, and take it from there. But pretty much say that, 99.9% of sampling we've done over the years, people have said, it's great, yeah, we're happy, to. we're going to buy it. We're going we're to continue to to use our products really, really good. Well, I'll make sure in the in the notes below this podcast that uh, the Walker uh, website is in there and so anyone can find you. Uh, well, no, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to come on the show Brilliant. and I'm sure if, uh, if anyone's got any other questions, uh, they'll get in touch. So thank you yeah, very fantastic. much for yeah, thanks for inviting us, Tom. Thanks. Brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to the Woodfork Podcast. I've been your host, Tom. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockrellandco.co.uk. That's cockrellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is Cockrell & Co. And also, we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you here again soon.